listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Confusion, and pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. We're going to get a very clear picture of a couple of different uh, hot spots, regions in the world that uh, America needs to be paying attention to. Uh, General Keith Kellogg is going to give us an idea of how ready our military is in terms of the current uh, climate uh, that we face. And KT McFarland here with a very special region that we're going to discuss. Stay with us. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog is coming out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can. He is playing the role as, uh, as well as anyone he could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. I want to do a little bit of an update on what's going on uh, with uh, our current national security uh, picture and joining me once again is general keith kellogg who joins us on a regular basis and uh he was of course an advisor to vice president pence and uh, president donald trump uh when they were uh in office and general i i can't tell you how often it runs uh, through my mind um what an an enormous mess the next commander-in-chief is going to inherit from this current group and when you look at Iran, when you look at China, when you look at North Korea, when you look at Russia, when you look at our willingness to continue to, continue to fork over billions and billions to Ukraine, and some are wondering, are we getting a good return on that investment? The entire national security apparatus globally for the U.S. seems to be at, at best in questionable situ- circumstances uh, and, and at very worst um, not as strong as we need to be I mean even the losing of a 30 of, a, of an f-35 this week kind of points to this anxiety that I think many Americans are concerned about first of all what's your assessment of what I've just laid out and and what do you think our biggest challenges are given that we're now heading into an election cycle and this has to be part of the conversation yeah, Kevin, first of all, thanks for having me today. I, I do appreciate being with you. Look, I, you kind of nailed it. You hit it right on the head. This next year and then this next administration, national security is going to become a very, very important discussion topic and how to solve a lot of the problems because the problems compound themselves. It's not like you're handling or trying to work just one issue, let's just say Russia. But now you've got Russia combining with China, combining with North Korea, combining with Iran, you know, and, and you, you look at those all working in the Middle East and the Pacific and the Atlantic region, the European region, those are all significant issues, and they're hard to solve. But And then if you let one of them get out of the box and then it joins with the second, it, it just, that's what I mean, the comment, it compounds itself. And that's the reason why in the Trump administration, here's what we tried to do. We tried to keep them as separate as we could. In other words, let's just use Korea as an example. When President Trump decided to work with Kim Jong-un in North Korea, there were a lot of people pretty skeptical because nothing ever happened before. They said, we've got to give it a try because we need to kind of separate them from the others, from the pack. And so he made it a conscious effort because he was told by President Obama that North Korea would be a significant issue in his administration. And he was right. And he he'd wanted to talk to him because he thinks that talking is very, very important to both your allies and your adversaries. And he wanted to separate them. And so that's what we did. We separated the Iranians in, when we walked away from Jigpoa and we set up the Abraham, Abraham Accords, we separated Russia, we separated China. We made them each one of them discreet, and we didn't let them get combined and be a collective issue. Now they're a collective issue. And the reason why that's so very important is now you saw what happened with Putin going to meet up with Kim Jong-un. Well, what that means is in the long term is Putin needs arms, weapons. He'll probably get those from North Korea. And then he'll provide North Korea better ballistic capabilities in his missiles so he continues to develop his nuclear systems. And that's the reason why you want to keep them separated and why they're so bad when they get together. So what's happened with this administration, by letting them happen and get together like that, it is going to cause enormous problems for the next administration, whoever that is going to be, to try and solve those issues. Because my experience is once those get out of the box and once you run into a problem like that, collectively speaking you don't know what's going to happen you don't know the ramifications of it and that's that's the real fear because then you run into escalation or something like that well so, so yeah it's a it's a it's a 
a pretty big mess is what it turns out. So what you're describing is kind of worst case scenario of what we've already got. But then you have President Zelensky talking to Scott Pelley on CBS 60 Minutes Sunday night saying that Putin is specifically, and I have to think that this is true of Xi and Un and um, the clerics in Iran, that they are specifically watching the 24 cycle hoping, waiting, anticipating that there will be some destabilization of the United States, whether it's, you know, um, protests over the election or protests against, uh, you know, Donald Trump or whatever the case may be. They're, they're, the, the, our opponents are actually looking for a moment where we are destabilized. And Zelensky thinks that if there is a point in time where Putin is willing to use um, battlefield munitions of a nuclear variety, that that's going to be the moment that it occurs when the U.S. is caught a little off guard and not quite, um, you know, flat footed uh, and ready to go. What What is your thought about how this election impacts the decision making of those four very questionable characters? Yeah, you know, it, it answered a great question. It was great comment, great thoughts behind it. I I think part of that, some people are picking it up. Well, this is the reason why you need to have somebody like a Biden for stability and you get worried about a Trump. I'm just the opposite. What Trump did is he brought real leadership into the fold. Example, he would pick up the phone and he'd pick up and call Putin or he'd call Xi like he did when he he talked to Muller Berarder when we were doing the Afghanistan discussions. Biden hasn't done that. So the real destabilization is currently what we have. What you want to have is somebody that comes in and they become very concerned and it raises their level of risk because our president is going to bring force and leadership to the issue. So I think he is saying it is correct. But I think what you want to have is somebody that's willing to talk really hard in a very, very strategic way to to both sides. You know, right now, I don't see that at all. Uh, I see this administration talking and really not saying very much. Right. Uh, and, I, and I think it's, it's a huge mistake. You know, you know, when you look at it, you know, years ago, some pretty smart uh, political scientists talked basically about things like we're talking about right now. There was a guy named uh, Hans Morgenthau. He wrote a book called Politics Among Nations. When I went to in, when I was in college and in graduate school, as well as you had to read it. And he made a comment that, quote, statesmen are always tempted to sacrifice the requirements of good foreign policy to the applause of the masses. And he must strike a prudent balance. That's what you have to do with the Ukraine-Russia issue. You have to figure out what that balance is instead of just listening to the masses, what we need to do or not do. And and right now we're just listening to the masses and not coming up with a prudent plan. I mean, I'll give anybody 100 bucks if they can say to me, OK, this is the actual plan for uh, Ukraine and Russia on, on peace negotiations, because right now there are none. And, you know, well, and then even general, the plans that we do put into place just this week, six billion to the to the mullahs in Iran uh, and they get they get terrorists back and we get five people that I'm not sure. And, and President Trump got 58 hostages released and not and didn't have to pay people a dime. Well, that's right. I mean, you know, we, we had Robert O'Brien, basically, he's a chief negotiator, and we never gave up a penny, and he brought a lot of people out. And and I think people have to understand, you know, that's the, the core of senior leadership. That's what you want to have in a leader, and it has to be a very, very forceful leader. And I saw that happen with, with Trump. And I'm honestly, you know, you know I'm partisan to that. But I was also, for four years, I watched it. You know, there's no book out there, Kevin, that was, you know, you know, that means for president, meaning you you can't just pick a book and study it because it's, you learn on the job. Yeah, well, General Keith Kellogg, we appreciate your insights and certainly something we're going to be praying about and watching as we go forward. Thank you again for being with us. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Stay here.
What if your change could mean life for a hungry child? What if coming together for a night of hope, unity, inspiration, and celebration could rescue a family, a community, or even a generation? You are invited to be a part of Food for the Poor's free virtual We Are One national celebration Thursday, September 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern. This free live stream event will feature award-winning singer-songwriter Laura Story. What if your blessings come through? You play a vital part in this extraordinary evening as we unite to release 10 million meals to provide life, hope, and a future to hungry children in the Caribbean and Latin America. Register for this free live stream today by texting ANSWER to 51555. Just text the word ANSWER to 51555 for more information and to reserve your space for this unforgettable evening. We are proud, proud to serve, to serve our country to serve our local communities, to wear the uniform, to be a soldier. To serve abroad when and where duty calls. We are ready to stand with our brothers and sisters to defend, to serve, to fight. We're always ready, we're always there. We are the New York Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Listen to More Like Jesus with Pastor Dave Gustafson. 2 Timothy 3 again. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Tune in Monday through Friday evenings at 6.30. The benefit of studying scripture is as we develop this habit and it starts to reshape our brains, it prepares us for anything that God might want us to do in life. More Like Jesus on WMCA. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on WMCA.com, TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You've all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the MySlippers, the Giza Sheets, the MyPillow 2.0, and more. But some great news, the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent and still provide that cushiony, soft wonderfulness that you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regular price, $79.98. For a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code WMCA. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798 and use promo code WMCA to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That's MyPillow.com or 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. The Wall Street Journal recently ran an article telling us that it's somehow a good thing that unemployment is rising because more joblessness is part of the Fed's plan to fight inflation. Nonsense! Only a Keynesian would think that too many people working and providing goods and services causes inflation. Unfortunately, the Fed and most of the financial press which covers it is made up of Keynesians. Government always tries to blame the people for the problems it creates. The problem isn't too many people at work producing too much wealth. The problem is too many dollars in circulation. Inflation is debasement of currency, and there is no such thing as an economy which is too productive. The Fed's policy of hiking interest rates to slow the economy to put people out of work is not only ineffective, but also cruel. 
I'm Jerry Boyer. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. For those considering careers in politics and policy. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad you're with us and rejoining us after a brief respite to go visit and hold the grandbabies is uh, Katie McFarland, who, when she's not holding and uh, hugging on grandbabies, she's figuring out national security and global uh, terrorism issues for us uh, in in such a capacity as she did for two presidents uh, at the Pentagon. Katie, it's good to have you back. I see that on Fox and on a couple of other radio shows, you've been talking about this love affair that Joe Biden has with Iran. And I don't think I've heard anybody else put it in that vernacular. And I'm very curious what you mean and if you could explain to my listeners uh, why it's so uh, dangerous. All right. So it's not just the Biden administration. It's the Obama administration. And they're really the same people who are handling Iran policy. But they've been in love with Iran for you know 15 years. And they pursued a nuclear agreement, which wasn't going to stop Iran's nuclear program. It was going to allow Iran to have nuclear weapons on a timeline and have them legitimately. So that was number one. That was the Iran nuclear deal. They pursued it and the Obama administration, the Trump administration canceled it for good reason. And then the Biden administration is trying to re-up it. But Iran is is playing like the reluctant suitor. Um, Meanwhile, the uh, Biden administration has just secured the release of six hostages, American hostages, which they claim is a great victory. Um, in exchange for $1.2 billion per hostage. And it's money that's going to go directly to Iran, and Iran is going to use it to build its nuclear program. So it's like somehow the Biden administration has figured that, if well, we could just get close to Iran, things are going to be good. Meanwhile, what that has done is to, oddly enough, give the Biden administration its only foreign policy success, which is to push Israel and Saudi Arabia closer. And let me explain why all this is happening and why it's important to us. So Israel and Saudi Arabia, Israel and Iran, enemies forever. The Trump administration orchestrated the Abraham Accords between Israel and not Saudi Arabia, but all the other Gulf Arab states. And it was to have a peace agreement. They were going to have free trade between them. And it's worked out spectacularly well. Now the Saudis are negotiating with Israel to have that kind of an agreement as well. And it's not just a peace agreement, not just saying that we're not going to fight each other, we're not going to go to war, but it also is part of an economic agreement. They're going to build a road corridors, they're going to trade with each other. It's going to be an era of, of complete prosperity to the Arabs and to the Israelis. And it's good for the Arabs because it gives them a way to diversify their economy away from oil. Meanwhile, the Biden administration, instead of applauding all this is just still chasing after Iran, thinking they're going to get a good deal out of Iran. And the Iranians, the leadership in Iran is just laughing at them. And when the Biden administration said, well, the $6 billion of hostage payments are going to go for humanitarian goods, you know, medicines for pregnant women and food for children, the Iranian government just laughed and said, no, we're going to use it for whatever we want which presumably is going to be nuclear weapons and more terrorism attacks against Israel. Well, it's interesting because, and I think you're the first uh, public policy person to put that together, but no one of a serious mind thought that the, um, the billions for hostages deal had really any merit to it. I mean, across the board, people were saying, this is, this is dumb. Why are we doing this? Let me ask you this. Saudis and uh, Israelis have an interesting history because um, obviously Israel is been what it's been. And there have been a lot of uh, countries that have tried to change that. (laughs) They don't want them there and et cetera. Um, But the Saudis are kind of leaders in the region, I guess, uh, at least from my perspective. And does this kind of in combination with the Abraham Accords and now Saudis openness to uh, opening up even further relations, does this really solidify um, some degree of security for Israel? Were Iran to actually go on the offensive? Absolutely, and that's why they're doing it. Um, Iran and 
again, the love affair that the Biden administration has with Iran has convinced Israel and the Saudis and the other Arab countries who are not friends of Iran, who are life enemies of Iran, that they need to, they can't count on America to keep the peace, and they've kind of been stabbed in the back by America, so they're going to make their own separate deals. And the reason that Saudi Arabia is the sort of most important of the Sunni Gulf Arab states, it's the richest, it's the biggest, it's the one that the others all look to, um, and so for the Saudis to join in a peace agreement with Israel really kind of puts the capstone on this whole realignment in the Middle East. And, you know, the, those countries have gone to war for 50, 60 years. The fact that they're not going to go to war, the fact that they're now going to trade with each other, have a corridor of trade from allowing Mediterranean goods to go into Israel and then from Israel go to Saudi Arabia and others, it, it's a complete game changer. And part of it is to isolate and, in fact, contain Iran. Because Iran is perceived by all the countries in the Middle East, whether they're Arab or not, as the troublemaker. And that the, Iran wants to control the Middle East, wants death to Israel, death to America, and control all the rest of the Middle East. And this is an effort by the Middle East countries to get together and say, no, no, not so fast. Here's our defensive alliance. Would this have likely happened if the Abraham Accords had not been struck during the Trump years? No, the first step had to be the Abraham Accords. The Saudis presumably gave the go-ahead to all those other Arab countries to sign the Abraham Accords. What we realized at the beginning of the Trump administration was that a couple of things. One, as long as oil prices would be low, and they would be because of the American energy industry coming online, that simple supply and demand, American oil and natural gas added to the world market brings the price down, right. that, the, that the Saudis would understand that they couldn't afford to, 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 you know, to um, fuel their economies, to have oil pay for everything. They needed to diversify their economies. And then they were a younger generation of leaders who had been educated in the West, who were comfortable with Western society, comfortable with an open economy, so that they had an incentive to do it. So in the Trump administration, we took advantage of that, and and the, and particularly the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, the guy who's the key mover in the whole place, right, right, right. as we convinced him to, okay, let's have peace with Israel. It was going to be several steps. The Saudis were going to be the final step. The Saudis would have joined the Abraham Accords and the Trump administration. Um, so in essence, this is the Trump administration's work, just continuing uh, to work itself out. One last question. Does Israel's kind of um, face of diversity have anything to do with making the Saudis feel more comfortable? Because there are Arabs that serve in the uh, Israeli Knesset, and um, Israeli Arabs that want to live at peace with their neighbors are welcome to live in all parts of Israel. Yes, and Israeli Arabs, historically, they've always been in the land that we now call Israel, and they're Arabs, and they live side by side with the Jews, the Israeli Jews, the Israeli Arabs, and they're the fastest, one of the fastest growing parts of the population of Israel. So they've already figured out how to live in peace with each other. Yeah. It's not a religious thing. It's good it, stuff. It has been a tribal peace. So I think that the prospects of, of this is, is just enormous and a major game changer throughout the Middle East. I mean, we think of all the wars we've had yeah. um, in, that have really had their origin in the Middle East, whether it's been the terrorist wars or the various wars between Israel and the Arabs. This is the end of that. Yeah. And it's a, it's a magnificent game changer. Good news indeed. KT McFarland, always appreciate your help. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back with you. Listen to Global Spiritual Revolution Radio with Bishop Larry Gators. Bishop Gators is 100% pro-Christ, pro-life, pro-Constitution, pro-U.S., and pro-President Donald Trump. Tune in Monday nights at 9.30 on AM 570 WMCA. Don't miss it. In business, service is everything. Cintas delivers what you need to better serve your customers. Whether it's freshly laundered work apparel for almost any job imaginable, tested and inspected fire protection systems, first aid and safety supplies, on-site AED training, or mops and restroom products stocked and ready when you need them. Better work days happen together. So visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the work day. 
Wendy's new breakfast two for $3 Biggie Bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Uh, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two for $3 Biggie Bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price of participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Does elder care or state law ever confuse you? Does me. That's why I'm glad Mike Connors is available to answer your question every Thursday on Kevin McCullough Radio. Just send him your question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call 718-238-6500. You can get your questions answered here on Kevin McCullough Radio, and he will also uh, answer them on his show, Ask the Lawyer. That's Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on AM 570 and FM 102.3, The Mission, WMCA, and Sunday mornings starting at 11 on AM 970, The answer did you know that you've got choices that there can be a better way did you know that you've got choices call dr theater me today two on two choices a much better way two on two choices call dr theater me today did you know that you've got choices? That there can be a better way? Did you know that you've got choices? Call Dr. Theater me today. Two on two choices, a much better way. Two on two choices, call Dr. Theater me today. Dr. Lederman, Cancer Treatment, 1384 Broadway. Want more AM570 The Mission? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am570themission.com or download our AM570 The Mission app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM570 The Mission. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob's five-model portfolios and five free reports including the hidden rules of retirement hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid cashing in on congress's $350,000 retirement shocker plus two more free reports and an exclusive conference call with bob carlson answering your retirement questions the newsletter free reports the conference call all for just $19.95 sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com yourretirementwatch.com that's yourretirementwatch.com you're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. And we're back from Times Square. Glad Radio. to have you with us. Sherry Rigby is my special guest, and uh, she was an actress the last time we spoke. Now she's a director, so we've got to be really, really careful here. Um, <laughs> the most powerful position on the movie set. Um, Sherry, this also taps into, and now that I have a 13, 11, and 8-year-old living under the roof, um, yeah no longer ankle biters now they're you know i don't know soon to be drivers it's gonna be scary um but i am worried sick yeah to the degree that social media has um taken the foothold that it has we can get the content that we want and we can curate it and we can have what we want and we can kind of live in our own universe that is of our creation of our making now i don't necessarily mm -hmm. believe that that is inherently bad by itself but something that your storyline really kind of points out is that it can become a myopic existence and that if the world is to really be impacted by those of us who have skills to impact it, we're going to have to get our nose off that screen every now and then. Absolutely. And that's such a great point because, and going back to what you were sharing earlier about being fishers of men, right? That's really what I think this movie is all about. It's the discipleship. It's about going out and how do we actually do that? 
what God calls us to is to serve him first and then to serve others, to love him first, to love others. Right. And so I think through this um, thing we call social media and this platform is to be reminded that we are all influencers in some way, shape or form. And no matter how big you think your platform is, no matter if you're Taylor Swift or no matter if you're the housewife at home, <laughs> you have the opportunity to influence. And so how do you do it and do it well? And so I think that's the question in this movie is how do you tackle this within your family, within your own life? How are you serving through the influence that you have and do it well, the talents and gifts that you use? Um, and that's really, I think, what we wanted to share with this movie is, you know, Liv Golden didn't lose by the end of the movie that she was no longer an influencer. She actually was just using what God had already given her, the talents and gifts and the love, the passion that she already had. He enhanced it because she found him, number one. And number two, she realized that the true influence came from serving others. And in doing so, she could use what she was given to do it better and do it to serve her community. And you see that. And I think that culturally, we as believers have to ask ourselves the same question. Yeah. Well, what I would love for people that are watching uh, right now to do is, or listening, um, either way, if you're on radio or TV, it doesn't matter. Um, but what I'd love for you to do is not only to uh, watch Divine Influencer for yourself, but then to, um, after you've seen it, and you've kind of comprehended the, the, the mission of the movie, is invite five or six friends that are anywhere on the faith spectrum, whether whether they, they haven't crossed over into belief in Christ or not, whether they're living kind of a, a, a you know an offstandish life to their faith, or whether they're somewhere trying to seek a deeper existence. I, I think this is the kind of movie that, because of the humor, because of the charm, because of the message, because of the production quality and values and and everything that's attached to it, th you can use this to be a discussion starter of great substance to the people that are in your life. And particularly if there are people that you care about from a spiritual perspective, you know, there's mm -hmm. very few of us, Sherry, that will ever tell our story about how we came to God without mentioning the name of someone who challenged right. us to consider it and to think yeah. um, on some level. And, and th this movie to me, and from the very first moment that I kind of grasped the concept of it, is like, this is, this is exactly what this was meant to do. This is mm -hmm. meant to be that big challenge, but in a winsome way that we don't do enough of. And hopefully uh, people will uh, say, Hey, I want, I I'm going to wrestle with what you've, you've made me think about here. Absolutely. And that's such a great point because we did really try to craft the story in a way that people could come and sit down and go, how is this, you know, they ask themselves those questions, right? They can share it with friends that are on all different spectrums of where they're at as far as their faith goes. But I think the, the interesting thing that you just said to Kevin was, you know, with, with introducing it to friends and, and asking those questions, I was just on with another young woman here not long ago, and she was sharing, sharing how after she watched the movie, she actually took a step back and, and really wanted to see about some of the things she was doing in her own life, what she was actually putting on her own social media, how she was actually influencing others, but also how she was doing it in a way that was in her community. And, and these are all big questions and they should be something that we're talking more about today. And, and we think that our culture that the world tells us, because we see it all in the politics and the news and social right. media and the superstars, they all say, hey, we're doing it. We're serving all these people. We're so about everybody else. But the reality is, is they're not. They're actually more about themselves and how many likes and comments and shares they get versus how are they actually encouraging, sharing, and making sure that they're standing for the righteousness of God, the glory of his kingdom first, and then loving others well where they're at. Sherry Rigby, great to see you. Thank you so much, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming back from Times Square. We're having a little fun. Stay with us. Listening to AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA, asking you to help us change the world. And we know that we can because we have in the past and continue to try to, uh, even uh, today, even now, this minute. Uh, and I'm so grateful for this time of year each year because. This is that opportunity where our friends at the Bible League come alongside and say, hey, 
we're we're trying to do a very important work in in this particular season it is to get bibles into the hands of believers in asia would you be willing to help us 1-800-YES-WORD 1-800-YES-WORD 1-800-937-9673 800-937-9673 or go to wmca.com and click on the bible league banner things that hit a family budget the hardest the price of gas and of groceries let us ease that pain at the pump when you enter the $18,000 gas and groceries giveaway the grand prize winner gets $10,000 in gift cards for gas and groceries three first prize winners each get $1,000 gift cards and 10 second prize winners will get $500 gift cards for gas and groceries that's $18,000 total to enter go to wmca.com Hey, it's time. Time not only to be a Christian, but also live your faith with another Live It Challenge. Up next, bring your Bible to school day on October 5th. To learn more or register your children for the first time, visit bringyourbible.com. Want more of AM570 The Mission and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for encouraging tweets, what's coming up on the radio, news from our ministries, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM570 The Mission. Come tweet with us. Listen to The Mission WMCA anywhere you go with the AM570 The Mission mobile app. Download on Google Play, iTunes, or listen to TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. Introducing Term Busters, a Christian-owned company that can help you save on term life insurance. In the highly competitive term life industry, rates have significantly dropped in recent years. For instance, a 45-year-old non-smoker can now secure $1 million of coverage for just $75 per month with a level rate for 10 years. Similarly, a 50-year-old non-smoker can obtain $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110 with a guaranteed level rate for 20 years. Smokers can also benefit from our great rates. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. Whether you're in need of new or replacement term life insurance, call us today at 1-800-649-2080 for a personalized quote. Don't settle for paying more than you should. Remember, the number to reach Term Busters, a Christian-owned and operated company, is one 1- 800-649-2080. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-smoker underwriting and an exam is required to qualify. Call 1-800-649-2080. Former CIA officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. Right now, most Americans are not ready for the death of the U.S. dollar. You have money sitting in cash and if you don't act soon, your financial future could be at risk. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new digital dollar survival kit that's 100% free for everyone who calls today and claims your free survival kit. Simply call 800-900-8000 and give your email address and I will have this new digital dollar survival kit sent to you immediately. Call 1-800-900-8000 now and claim your free kit and also mention my name, Jason Hansen, and see how you could also qualify for $1,000 in free silver. Supplies are limited, so call right now before it's too late. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. So glad to have you with us. You know, one of the things here at the Kevin McCullough uh, radio broadcast that we do all the time is we, we look at the headlines of the day. We try to give you a biblical worldview of what's going on and try to give you some understanding of it. But, you know, getting to the point where a culture has a biblical worldview is increasingly difficult. In fact, we are we are completely the antithetical of that in most um, aspects of our society and culture now. And we see that in policy and in practice uh, across the board. But there are organizations that are in the world, uh, but not of the world. They're they're talking to the culture, but they're trying to uh, help that culture find its faith and hope in a, in a true source of uh, truth and reliability, that being Jesus himself. And that's why I'm excited to have Pastor Daniel Moore joining us. He's president of World Missionary Evangelism, 
which was started back in 1958, primarily for missionary and evangelistic purposes. Daniel Moore, welcome to Kevin McCullough Radio. Good to have you. Kevin, thank you for having me, and it's it's such a blessing to be be on with you guys. And we love New York City. We yeah. love that New York area. We've we've been there for now several decades. Yeah, well, and I was as I was um, just being reminded of that this week. I thought, you know, it's it's kind of uh, potent that we're having this discussion the day after nine eleven, because Pastor, I think a lot of people um, look at the culture twenty two years after that attack. And think on some level, everybody's moved on and that, we, you know, we're back to life as normal again. But there was a brief window of time immediately after the attack where churches were full, people were seeking God. They had a desire to understand the eternal more than they had previously been, mostly because of the traumatic events. Where, where, where do you where do you see us at right now in terms of, you know, where, where we are and what the world needs? You know, and, and you're right, Kevin. I, I think we need to get back to that hunger for God, that that love for God, that 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 heart that cries out to God, God, we need you. I think that was our cry during 9-11. Uh, we didn't know what to do, what was going on. We were uh, unsure about what was happening. So we, we when you're unsure, when you don't know what's going on, you go to a, a higher source. You go to to, to look for for that that help. And, and uh, you know, we know through as 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 children of God, we know as, as Christians that our higher source is, is through Christ, through God's help. And and I think that's what happened. People started crying out to God. Mm. And and that's what we need. We need we need for people to, to go to to start crying out to the Lord. Ask God, God, we need you in our in our country. We need you in our, our society. That is certainly uh, the case, and it's exhibited on the front page of the paper nearly every day. Let me shift gears a little bit. Um, WME, World Missionary Evangelism, has been focusing for these many years on trying to uh, build churches, orphanages, uh, school systems, which I think are wonderful, uh, medical and dental clinics, housing in some places, and trying to equip um, pastors in the field for ministry as best they can that helps to stabilize families and communities. Uh, and you're working in a number of countries. Let me just mention some of them, Ukraine, Nigeria, Kenya, India, the Philippines. <laughs> these are not, some of these countries are, are very, very tough. Uh, Pastor Daniel Moore, uh, what is the uh, what is the outlook for 2023 into 2024 for WME, and what what are you anticipating uh, and asking God to do in the next season? And, and you know, thank you, Kevin. And you know, one of the one of those things that you 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 alluded to earlier, you were talking about was the Christian worldview, and uh, we're we have we actually have a school, and this is this is amazing. We have a school in Nicaragua with uh, 300 plus students. And we have a church inside the school, <laughs> and this is a school that that where where people where where these kids come and get an education, but they're also taught the Christian worldview, and and so we have a church on site at that school, and the same thing in in Kenya and in uh, with Ukraine. Um, uh, this was something that that started during the war. And uh, we're helping the refugees that have been scattered, uh, the, the Ukrainian refugees. And, and I often tell people, for us, it's not politics, it's people. We don't focus on the politics of what's going on. We focus on the people that are hurting. And our heart is to help those that are hurting. That was our vision years ago. And and that's we're in so many areas and in so many different uh, – what, what we our heart here is when God opens the door, we need to run through it. And you mentioned some of the countries we're in. We're in some of the countries that uh, are even hostile to the gospel. We're in countries where it's majority Muslim, majority Buddhist, majority Hindu. But God has given us a grace, and God has given us an open door. And we, uh, our heart is when God opens the door, we need to take advantage of that mm. door. And, Kevin, I'll share a quick story with you about one of those countries. We were in Sri Lanka. And in Sri Lanka, we've built 17 water wells. And... Uh, the, one of the last water wells we built was uh, near a church, and the the monks actually uh, said that they weren't going to allow us allow us to build a water well there, and they had actually opposed us uh, digging a water well there for the people. Well, the people rose up and they said these people have done so much good for us 
and the monks were afraid of the 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 opposition from the people they let us build that water well near that church that church was running maybe 30 or 40 now it's running over 100 that's the power of the gospel that's what god can do well and that's just a little tiny taste friend of what world missionary evangelism is doing and is all about um Pastor, I want to give people an opportunity, if they are familiar with your ministry, uh, to support you. What's the best way that they can do that? Well, Kevin, the best way is they can either, there's two ways. They can call us if they need more information, and we can give them information. Or they can go directly to our webpage. Our webpage is very simple. It's wme.org. Once again, it's wme.org. Or they can call us at 214-942-1600. Seven, eight. Pastor Daniel Moore, thank you so much for what you're doing, and thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back from New York. Don't go away. Listening to AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. I'm Kevin McCullough, and that guy right there, that's Michael Woolworth, uh, Michael from the Bible League. And every year at this time, we come together and we say, hey, can you help us get Bibles to people who are literally begging for them? They're not begging for softer politics or a comfier situation. They're asking for the Mm -hmm. Bible to give them strength. And Michael, this year we're focused on Asia. Part of the world where Christianity is growing fastest, Kevin. Three is Latin America. Number two, the continent of Africa. Number one is the region of Asia. I was in Thailand, met a young girl by the name of uh, Nina. Kevin, she wept as she told us her story. She said, when I came to Jesus, my family, they're all Buddhist. She said, I w- we want nothing to do with you. They shun me. They said they don't want me coming around. But Kevin, she was also excited. There was an evangelistic meeting that would happen that night. And she said about 30, 40 people that she had shared Christ with were coming to make announcement that what? They were new creations in Christ. Sure enough, that night they came. They said we're new creations in Jesus. Situation was very close to nine as well. Their family had uh, shunned them. But I can tell you, know, I said to my, my, my colleague there, I said, that's what we're after, isn't it? That when people would come to Christ, share Jesus, be excited about it. I said, Nina's been a Christian for what? A couple of years. He said, Mike. Michael, eight weeks. I said, oh my, oh my. Kevin, she wasn't asking for an end to the suffering, but I can tell you what's happened since uh, I, I met her was what, 30 family members that once rejected Christ have now become believers. They need Bibles in Thailand, all across Asia. That's why we're doing this kingdom business today. No matter how big uh, your gift, uh, it will be matched Bible for Bible. So please call right now, 1-800-937-9673, 1-800-YES-WORD, 1-800-937-9673, or online at WMCA.com. Like AM570 The Mission? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook so you can find daily encouragement in your newsfeed, share your thoughts about the mission, read inspirational articles, interact with our hosts, and find more information about our advertisers. Like us on Facebook today. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, uh, Kevin McCullough, just closing out uh, today's uh, Kevin McCullough radio show. Um, it's been a rough couple of weeks for President Biden on the uh, whole issue of race. I don't know if you've paid attention. Last week, he uh, prepared a speech in which, during the speech, he um, congratulated the lifelong work of the Congressional Black Caucus, and he praised the uh, leadership of the Congressional Black Caucus, and he reminded them of how at one point in time he took a knee in a black church with the Congressional Black Caucus during the uh, George Floyd thing. 
And he continued to uh, just sing the praises of the Congressional Black Caucus for many, many minutes into his speech. The, the only problem was is that he was addressing the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. And nobody stopped him. And he just kept on going. It's fairly tin-eared, a little bit deaf, tone-deaf, um, but not the worst crime ever. Um, you remember the time when he was actually campaigning against then-candidate uh, President Obama. And he said uh, <clears throat> something about how President Obama, then-candidate Obama, was um, so clean and, and well-spoken. <laughs> I mean, for a black guy, this was this was his tone. For a black guy, he's so clean and well-spoken. On Saturday, he was trying to make a point about something in an address that he was making to a group. And he got a little bit mixed up on what he was talking about. And he said, two of the great artists of our time represented the groundbreaking legacy of hip-hop in America... LL Cool J. And then he said, by the way, that boy, he's got biceps bigger than my thighs. Now, I look, I, I can't tell LL, LL Cool J what to feel and what not to feel. I know the term, especially if you, if you say, you know, if you dress a young man, look boy, like I, I get the, I get the sensitivity there. But a lot of people talk about athletes or very, you know, um, a variety of people in different public veins as, you know, wow, that boy's really fast or whatever. And they're not talking about the, the guy's race. I've heard that expression be used, you know, about basketball players that aren't black and, and other things. So I, I don't think you always have to pile on. But I will say this. He seems to have a remarkable problem with this. Like he's just not aware. You know, he, he gave the eulogy at Robert Byrd's funeral, who was a grand Klegel in the, in the Ku Klux Klan. It, there's, there's a lot of problematic issues when it comes to uh, President Biden and the uh, race issue as a whole. And though there has been a bit of a storm over this issue with LL Cool J, I don't, I don't know that it's amounted to much, but... Thinking you're talking to the Congressional Black Caucus and you're talking to the Hispanic Congressional Caucus. A little bit of a mix-up there. His speechwriter should have done better for him on that. All right, Kevin McCullough, we'll see you next time.